Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome. 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 Your saltwater guy with another phenomenal podcast for you today. If you check me out over my shoulder there, my good buddy Marley, but we got someone who I respect a lot in this business. And that means that says a lot coming from me because this guy and I have been around the block of for a long time. So I'm going to be very happy when I introduce his name here on the podcast in just a few minutes, but Marley's all fired up. He just had his pureed mangoes. He's up here right above my shoulder. He's watching the show because I was gone for a week with war heroes, had a phenomenal time up there. I cannot wait for next year, guys. War heroes goes on year round though. It's just not a four or five day event up in Newport beach. It actually goes on every single day. We're constantly talking about it this year, especially gang. We need more boats. We cannot operate without the donations of all the great human beings that have donated their boats in the past. We need more boats. I talk with Anthony. I talk with Rob or excuse me, Rod Halperin and we got we got to push this. We need more boats for next year. We want to take 150 vets fishing next year. This year we had just a little over 100. It was a phenomenal event. But uh, we need more boats, gang, and we're going to talk about it probably every day until next year because the thing is near and dear to my heart. Gang, my good friend Mike Lewis and his wife, Jamie, are down here for Mike's birthday. We're hanging out. As soon as this podcast is over, we're going down to the beach to go snorkel and swim with the turtles because there's some turtles in on the beach that I hear we're going to go swim with. But it's his birthday, but he b- brought me a present for his birthday. So I told him we'd do a reveal right here on the show, and then we'll get started with the podcast. So let me open this thing up. See, Mike, I haven't even cut the tape off yet. I have no idea what's in here. Let's see what we got, and then we'll get going on this podcast. If I can get into this box, gosh. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness. No way. Woo. Holy mat. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. All my sayings, game plan, everything matters. Bitchin', phenomenal. Booger eater, friend, sisters, brothers, cousin. Absolutely insane. Oh my gosh. Look at this cup. He painted this. He's a, that's what he does. Your saltwater guide. Oh my Woo! Thank you, Mike Lewis. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. This is insane. Oh my God. Oh, you guys will be watching me drinking out of this cup every podcast from now on. Look at this. This is a heck of a tumbler. Thank you so much. That is insane. I can't wait to see you in a few minutes. All right, gang. We got a couple of things to talk about real quick. Opening day of lobster season starts tonight. There's a couple of areas that are closed. The federal break wall up in uh, Seal Beach all the way up to Point Vincini. It's a closure because they found they found something with some amino acids in it or some kind of acid. I don't know. Robbie knows more about that kind of stuff. I don't know technical stuff. But all I know 
is they closed the opening day of lobster season for that particular area. Catalina's still open. Dana Point, San Diego. My good buddy Pablo's running trips tonight. He's got three trips in a row. Then he's got openings. You want to go out lobster fishing with Pablo? Give me a message on here. Send me a message. Let me know. Justin's out every day fishing tuna. He wants to catch tuna and lobsters on the same trip. That's what he's looking the most forward to right now is getting you out there and catching lobsters and tuna. Pablo wants to do the same thing. Make sure you check us all out at yoursaltwaterguide.com. And with no further ado, let's bring in my good friend, Robbie Gant. Come on in, buddy. Hey, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Dave. This is so cool, guys. You don't understand. I respect this man so much. I had the opportunity to fish with him once, and we've been fishing on the same water for years. But years. we got to go on a trip of a lifetime on the Ocean Odyssey. And Captain Dave showed up with all his gear, and it was a Shimano-sponsored event. It was pretty <laughs> – Michael Folk said it took him like an extra week and a half just to edit me edit out. out. Of the <laughs> but we waylaid the tunas on that trip. Yeah, we were on a four-day trip, and we I think we we made it a one and a half day trip, and then spent another out another day driving home because yep. we had we filled the hole in about I don't know two hours. Yeah, that was full <laughs> speed. We were just jack. We didn't have to put you know you didn't even cast. You just pin on a bait, put it over the side, and as soon as they ate it, we were jack pulling. That was that was so much fun. It was an incredible fishing trip, but hey, we want to jump in real quick and find out how you got into fishing because it's a phenomenal story. So I think everybody's going to get a kick out of it. And then where you're at now, we're going to cover all kinds of stuff, gang. And Robbie's very, very involved in CCA, just like myself, because we want to make sure we keep fishing open. It's super important to Robbie and myself that the children that haven't even had a chance to fish yet are going to get a chance to fish. And it's up to us. We're standing at the front line. We're doing everything we can to keep it open. We'll get into that in a little bit. But Robbie, how'd you get into this whole fishing thing? Yeah, you know, back when I was a kid, you know, it was just something that you're kind of born with, right? Like I went once with my family down in uh, Mission Bay and we caught a halibut. I think it was my fourth birthday. We get this. So we caught this halibut on a bobber with salmon eggs. Yeah, no Halibut. Way. Halibut no way. yeah. And so from that day forward, I was basically just, you know, I was hooked. And then, uh, you know, I grew up here in Lake Forest in Southern California. There's a couple local ponds. I was a big time freshwater bass guy. Um, you know, that's what I wanted to do. I want to be a professional bass fisherman, but you know, every kid's got crazy dreams. And then, uh, I realized that wasn't the dream that I really wanted, but, uh, now I was introduced to, you know, the right people. I think, you know, when I was in high school, uh, Chris Scott, he was a big name, you know, fishing guy, uh, worked at Shimano for a number of years. So I was helping him run light release boats with Toyo Shimano at Lake Havasu. Um, and then ran into another old buddy of mine or his uncle owned a rep group. So I started repping like basically right out of high school. And that's kind of when I gave up the, you know, the career, uh, of being, being a professional fisherman. Um, yeah. And then, you know, after that, I, uh, Dave Pfeiffer asked me to design some fishing rods and freshwater. I was still, you know, a big time bass guy, uh, or trying to be a big time bass guy, you know, fishing all the tournaments and, and whatnot and just enjoying it. Um, but he asked me to build a rod series and uh, he took me over to the factories in Asia and i absolutely fell in love with making fishing rods. And, uh, when I was over there, I asked Dave, uh, we were flying from, you know, one part of China to the other or whatever it was. And, and I said, hey, man, if a job ever opens up, I'd like the opportunity to, you know, to design fishing tackle. 
And so we got back from that trip and maybe, I don't know, a week goes by and he says, we need to have lunch. So <clears throat> went and had lunch with Pfeiffer. He offered me a job to build fishing rods. And so I was there for, gosh, like 15, 16 years, you know, did everything from, you know, the G Loomis side, the Power Pro side, obviously the rods and the reels, lures, bags, all that stuff kind of had my hands in a little bit of everything. Um, and then was it four, four years ago, uh, Greg Stotesbury here at AFCO uh, hung it up. He, he, he retired. He was here for 30 something years and uh, kind of fell, you know, fell onto that deal. And I called Greg and said, Hey man, there's something on online about this job at AFCO about sales and product and whatever. Like, what is that job all about? And he says, well, it's my job. And I, and I didn't know he was retiring. I was kind of nervous, like, oh, shoot, like, <laughs> what happened? And he says, oh, I'm, re I'm retiring. So, uh, yeah, so I came over here and met with Bill and uh, Casey and Cody and uh, kind of just gave them my background and told them what I was doing. And we've got a big push here at AFCO right now to, to really build the tackle division, the, the tackle side. You know, everybody knows uh, you know, AFCO from all the really cool clothing that they've been making for years and years and years. And, uh, you know, tackles always kind of taking a back seat and now they're trying to make it a driver again. So that's what I'm doing here. I'm, I'm building, you know, we've got lures now and we've got the whole bag line up and we're just really expanding the tackle side. So it's been, been a lot of fun. Well, there's not a better person to get involved in that tackle thing. You did a heck of a job over at that other company. So I doubt very seriously, you're going to stumble here. Plus, what a phenomenal product they already have. So you got the AFCO name behind the product already. So everyone's going to want to see what you got coming down the line. I'm pretty excited. You got so much cool stuff over there already. So anything you have to do with, because let's get down to the, most people that design this kind of stuff don't really get to fish. You're a fisherman first. And then Absolutely. the rest of that stuff falls. Like you said, all you ever wanted to do was be a professional fishing guide, but you're on the other side now where you're getting to touch all these people's lives. You get to see all the things that they're catching with all that cool stuff that you've designed over at the other company. And now you're here at AFCO putting stuff together. So what are the kind of, some of the stuff that you're working on over there just to get into some of that cool stuff that AFCO presents? Yeah, we did, uh, well, there's like the fish care thing. I'm, I'm actually really proud of the the fish care, you know, and, and you've been in this business forever, but you know, there's, there's a billion videos and you've got a billion videos on normally, you know, how to catch fish, how to catch fish, how to catch fish, you know, how to use this lure, how to use that lure, but nobody's ever done anything uh, to share with people on what do you do when you actually bring them in the boat, right? So there's a whole process on how you need to take care of your catch to make sure it's the finest, you know, possible quality that you, you know, you, you're taking this animal out of the water to eat it. You might as well treat it really, really good. So it tastes that much better. Uh, so we did this whole thing on EKG May. It's a, you know, it's basically invented in Japan and you know, we kind of, you know, try to Americanize it, I guess you would call it just so people would understand, you know, the operation. But at the end of the day, it, it takes your, your good fish and it makes it great. And it makes your great fish just phenomenal. Um, when you, when you follow the, follow the steps with EKG May. Um, in the last year we did five different lures, you know, so we've got a bunch of lures and that's, that's super cool when you get, uh, you know, I get, actually I got a, an email the other day, some, some guy, 
I don't know how he got my email address, but he shot me an email with him catching tunas and yellowtail and all this stuff on my bait. And uh, nice, super. He's just you know, it's, it's really rewarding when you know when you get all these cool comments about something that you put your heart you know into, and uh, and it's producing. So that's been a lot of fun. But the, the lure business is uh, is really tough just to get your get your name out there. It takes some time, um, but we just built basically five lures that you know, anybody can go out and use, you don't have to be, you know, Captain Dave Hansen to catch fish on it, right? You can be, you know, I think you call them booger eaters <laughs> to where, you know, you just chuck and wind, the lure does everything, right? So just make it really easy on the angler to catch fish and have, you know, have fun catching fish on lures. So throw it out, wind it in, the lure does everything. Oh, how perfect. I can't wait to check those things out. That but let's go back to the wire because I had Tim Ekstrom on here a month ago. Yeah. And he, he says they're doing that to every fish now when it comes on the boat. It's a big deal. You and I am on a Pete show every Sunday morning and he talks about it all the time. And I want to know more about that. I think a lot of my viewers, a lot of people that are listening, driving around the cars, we want to know more about that because running that piece of wire down that fish's spine and doing all the things top First of all, what does this do for the meat? How does this make it better? Yeah, so it's you know I'll run you. I'll give you the the yeah the two Please. minute speech on on EKG me. So it's a, it's a four part process, right? So when you catch a fish and you bring them out of the water, the fish is suffocating, right? So when you suffocate, you get adrenaline, um, lactic acids, and cortisol, or, or just your whole body floods with all of this acid. It's no different, you know, from, from you or me, if you were held under the water for so such a long period of time, you get that adrenaline rush, right? So that basically floods the muscle mass, right? That's the, that's the icky part that makes it not taste good. So by simply euthanizing the fish, when he comes out of the water, he's now brain dead. He can no longer suffer um, from suffocation. So that's step one. Step two is uh, extanguination. Big word means bleeding. Um, so you want to basically take underneath the gill plates, there's that white membrane. So you simply take your knife and you run it over that membrane on both sides and that'll start, uh, the blood flow, you know, tunas, you can obviously hit them on the side. Um, but on any other game fish, just like the video here is showing, um, and that's going to start the blood to come out. Right. So the, the, the blood is, uh, the largest bacterial load in the fish, right? So we want to eliminate that and we, take them. And I normally put them in a bucket of water face down, uh, you know, shake them around and get all that, all that blood out. Uh, and, and that's actually going to change the look of your meat too, right? You can, if you, if you've bled a fish and you've, you know, you fillet it, it's cleaner. And when you don't, it, you can tell really quickly. Um, so you don't want to be eating that, that blood. It's, it's full of bacteria. <clears throat> and then the third step, and this is kind of like the magic, which is that, that wire, so even with uh, when it, the fish is brain dead, there's still a lot of residual energy going through that fish. There's still signals being sent out to the body, basically saying that, hey, I'm dead. You, you need to start to decompose. You need to start the death process. So what we do is you run that cable through the neural canal. It's a little hole that's um, on the top side of the spine. You can visibly see it and you run that cable through the neural canal and basically what you're doing is eliminating the spinal cord so the neural canal houses the spinal cord 
So by simply bringing that cord in there, shoving it up, you rock it back and forth a few times. So now what you've done is paralyze the fish, it's meaning that the fish doesn't know it's dead. So it doesn't start that decay type process. So therefore you get incredible longevity uh, out of your fish. It, it, it doesn't know it's dead, right? So it, it just lasts a really long time. So when you, before, when you would do this, you know, fresh fish would be, you know, the day you caught it, maybe a day later, two days later, and then it kind of gets to the point to where ah, it's been, it's been sitting in the fridge for a little too long and I don't want to eat it. It's probably going to make me sick. Well, this is no different than beef. You can actually age it. You know, I've had fish in my refrigerator doing like side-by-side -side comparisons of uh, <laughs> a fish done EKG may and a fish done non EKG may. And, you know, after three weeks, the EKG may fish is still beautiful. I mean, super white, super clean. And then the other one is just absolutely disgusting. Um, so it just increases the length that you can keep, you know, you can keep your catch in your refrigerator. Now the key there too is uh, air. Air is like the kryptonite to that. So it has to be, you know, vacuum sealed or whatever. Uh, I'm too lazy. I just put them in a Ziploc bag, put it underwater and pull the air out and throw it in the fridge. It's fine. Uh, and then the fourth step is, uh, is cool down. So using, um, you know, your fish hold or your, your kill bags or whatever. And you want to get that fish completely submerged to bring that temperature down. And that's just going to improve the overall, um, uh, product that you're going to get. So you don't have to be a rocket scientist to do this. It, it sounds difficult, but this whole process is done in the matter of minutes. And I, trust me, I tell you the, the quality of product that you get when you follow this plan, uh, you'll never go back the other way. It's, it's the real deal. Yeah. That's what my buddy Pete Gray over there at Let's Talk Cookup was telling me. He's like, Dave, you can't even imagine how different the piece of meat is. And I'm watching you do this are watching it be done here with rockfish, and I'm just blown away because I love to catch rockfish and calico bass. Those are my two favorite fish to catch and my two favorite fish to eat. But I've never, ever done that, and I was watching that Picaccio, and I'm, you were saying that you can identify the hole to run the wire down. Where I'm sorry. I have no idea what you're talking about, so I'm going to be a geek here, and I'm going to yeah. ask you, how do you find it? Where do you see the, the hole to put the wire? So what I do is I take, I go towards the tail section. I'll go about an inch above the tail and I'll take my fillet knife and I'll run it down until you basically hit the backbone of the fish. Okay. Take my hand on top of the blade, pop it. So you want to sever the spine, but you don't want to take the tail completely off. So once you've severed the spine, you can now hold the tail of the fish. And now you're looking directly at uh, the spine. And then okay. right above the, the spine, so if I'm looking at it, there's a little hole right, right on the very top. And you'll see it plain as day. You can, you'll see it on like little bitty mackerels. And, you know, obviously the bigger the fish, the easier it is to, to see. Now, the true professionals will go through the head. Um, the problem going through the head is now you're taking that wire and you're trying to fish that wire to find this small hole. And why I don't, I didn't want to market this that way because I think guys are going to get really frustrated trying to find the, the, you know, they can't see it. So they're just going to give up versus if you did the tail cut, you could visibly see it. It just takes two seconds. Now you can do the tail cut on a tuna too, or yellowtail or calico. Everything. And, okay. and we, we promote anything that you want to take home to eat freshwater or saltwater. You should do this process. And, and you now you've done it to, 
I know you don't kill a lot of calicos, but do you do it to calico bass? Yep. Oh my gosh. I got to do it. I got to go check it out. I wish I would have known about this because for me, it's kind of like when I was learning how to, before I touched the kite, the kite was something that as a sport boat captain and as a yacht captain for years, we never used it. And I was intimidated by it. Then I was shocked at how easy it was to actually right. fly the kite once I learned how to do it. So is this kind of the same thing? Once you learn how to do it, you got it. Yeah. It's like riding a bike, you know, you, okay. you figured out you do, you do one fish and you've got it. All right. I want to talk more about that for just for one second, gang, we're going to jump in here and pay a couple bills. Pacific sport fishing Alliance. Big sponsor of the show, been a sponsor of our special guest every Friday for quite a while here. Larry Hansen and the guys over at Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance have put together some really nice packages. You can go check it all out. Here's here's his uh, Instagram page. Lots of good videos. Lots of really interesting stuff. That plane taken off up there at his lodge in Alaska. There's so much stuff going on, bucket list stuff coming into uh, November. That's the time to get down there and fish the Baja. And he's got places in Baja to fish. He's got places in Alaska to fish. I know the Alaska thing's coming to an end here. It's going to start getting real cold up there. But then you can just come down and fish Mexico with them. There's all kinds of places to go. Grab the QR code. Check out all the cool things. Go look at his Instagram page. Grab that QR code though for me, please. It it'll it helps out the uh, algorithm, so people are gonna see all the things that he has to offer. Those of you that already know, just grab the QR code anyway. It's not gonna hurt. Take you two seconds with your phone. Grab the QR code and then go check out all the cool things they have going on over at Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance. I don't think you'll be disappointed. There is so much to do, so many places to go, and it takes away the fear of going to Alaska or going to Mexico because you're going to go with Larry and the guys and they got places to stay down there. And you're going to go with a group of people that have been there before that can answer your questions. Larry answers the phone when you call him. So go check out Pacific sport fishing Alliance and get on one of those bucket list trips. It will change your whole perspective of Mexico or Alaska because of the fact that you're going with a bunch of people that have already been there and already done it. So back to this, uh, what do you call I, Ikejima? Ikejime. Ikejime? Ikejime. Ikejime. Got it. So who designed, who came up with that idea? Where did that come from? It's, they've been doing it in Japan for uh, forever. Uh, I stumbled on it maybe 15 years ago. I, I was over there fishing. I was in Japan fishing yellowtail and, uh, we caught this yellowtail and at the and, and it's crazy over there they they keep them alive they've got a <clears throat> like a giant fish hold like aquarium so they kept the fish alive all day long and then the captain performed ikejime and i had a million questions to ask the guy however he didn't speak a lick of english so we got home from that trip and tried to mimic it we had no idea what we were doing right. it was actually pretty funny we were like running wires down their backs and it wasn't even close to the to the neural canal or the spinal cord and we we thought we were cool but uh, <laughs> um but a couple of years when i started here with the afco um i thought man that would be really cool you know because afco's probably the biggest in the industry when it comes to conservation sustainability just all the stuff 
and EKG me kind of fits that same story. Like let's, let's take care of our catch. You know, it's, it's a very AFCO thing. Um, so I kind of got online and just started looking around and I, and I ran across, um, his name's Andrew Choi. He's, he is part of the, or runs the EKG May Federation and he's an East coast guy. So I called him up, just introduced myself and said, Hey man, I, I want to bring this to market to the sport fishing community. And he was like, that's awesome because I know nothing about the sport fishing industry. I'm doing it for commercial and, um, and culinary. So we kind of joined forces together and, and then he's the one that really educated me on, on the whole process. So we've, you know, we've been on zoom calls a million times and he's ran me through all the, you know, just making sure I have my lingo correct and, and that I can perform, you know, the, the operation, uh, if you want to call it that, but, uh, yeah. And then, you know, from there on out, I've been doing, you know, tons and tons of seminars and it just keeps growing and people are loving it. I've yet to have a single person. We introduced this two years ago. Not a single person has come to me and said, this doesn't work. It's not what it is. Everybody's just the opposite. Oh my God. I can't believe I've been processing fish this old way all these years. And now I'm never going to do anything else other than doing the EKG May process. Yeah. You got me excited. I want to go try it on that rockfish and that calico bass. That's because I already love the taste. I can't imagine you can make it taste better, but I believe every word you say. And what I think is really cool is how you've taken it to the next level and packaged this thing up with a, with a little, well, I don't know if it's a video or not, but you got, you tell them exactly how to do it. You got the whole package, everything you need right there in one piece, you break it down, you make plenty Everybody, the industry knows you from this uh, procedure that you're teaching everybody. Everybody's talking about it. I told you, Tim Ekstrom, they said they don't even put a fish on the boat anymore without doing this to yep. them. And that's the driving force is you. But look at that packaging. That's pretty bitching. That's pretty cool. And because you're hooked up with AFCO, I mean, Bill Shedd, what he just got, Lifetime Conservation Award from Anthony Shea. You and I were at that dinner. Yeah, yeah there's nobody. That is more into that than uh, than Bill Shed, and then you to be on board with that. I'm sure they kind of like here. Here's the open checkbook, Robbie. Make it happen. Make it what it's supposed to be. Because really, it all goes with Bill Shed's vision, and then Afco, and then Robbie Gant making it. It's it's like a match made in heaven, if you ask me. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's just been a fun fun project, you know. I, again, doing all this, you know, you've done a million seminars, you know, and um, not saying that you're, you do the same seminar over and over again, but you kind of run out of things to talk about, you know, and then with this, it's, it's new to the audience, right? So that's, what's been really fun. It's just, it's, it's all new. Nobody has a clue what you're talking about. And so they're really interested in, in, in the whole thing. Um, You know, and then I got a little, private chat here came up the different colors of the wires. So there's four different colored wires and they basically represent the gauge and the length of the wire. So not all neural canals are the same size. So we have an orange one, which is going to be for your freshwater fish, your pan fish and your trout. Uh, there's a navy blue wire, which is going to be great for your calico bass, your rock fish, you know, your, your small, your inshore fish basically. And then there's a gold and a silver wire, which is the same gauge, one's 30 inches, one's 50 inches. And that's going to take down, you know, all of your, your bigger offshore fish, your, your tunas, your yellowtail, dorado, 
wahoos, um, et cetera. So if you're catching the big giant ones, you're going to want that 50 inch wire. Uh, and if you're catching you kind of your average schoolie size, well, schoolie size size stuff nowadays is, is so different than how we cut our teeth years ago. I mean, <laughs> you catch a 50 pound bluefin tuna and people look at you, oh, it's a little baby. You know, yeah. we don't give it anything for that fish 10 years ago, you oh know, my gosh. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's the, that's the differences in the wires there. And this is all like brand. I've been, like you said, I've been doing this for a long time. I started in 1974 fishing for a living. I never had any idea that you could even do this. And all the things you said, like cutting them right there and that white soft spot on their yep. gill and then putting them in a bucket and wiggling them around and letting them get all that blood. See, all these things are things I've never even thought of. And you remember the old days where we just threw the fish in a gunny sack. Gunny sack. Yeah. <laughs> Nasty. Every once in a while, someone would put some water on the gunny <laughs> sack. And then that water would get heated up to about 110, 120 degrees. And then you pre-cooked. Pre yeah. That's just, but it's not bad or good. It's just the way it was back in the day. We just didn't really think about it. And yeah. then Tim Ekstrom and the boys over there with the RSW coming along. And then the fisherman's processing and all the different processing houses down there. And now this, I don't know if you can go to a different level. I think you we're at the top right here. This is pretty spectacular. I am just intrigued about how you could change the way that the calico bass meat, because that's my fish. Let's yeah. be honest. I talk about them every day. That's my very most favorite fish to fish for. I'd rather fish for that than any other fish on the planet. Rooster fish is getting up there, though. Kelly and I love to go rooster fishing down here, but it's not the same. We can't go anchor up in a beautiful cove at San Clemente Island or Catalina and catch a fish every time we throw our line in the water. Yeah. But then to take that calico bass and make fish tacos out of it or make make uh, fried fish or we do it. We bake it. We do it so many different ways. I want to see what it tastes like when you run that wire down it. I'm yeah. really excited. And I also never, it. you'll have it in your fridge for a couple of days, you know, where, where now you're probably eating it within a, a day or two after you catch it, you know, right. try it, try it seven, eight days later, you know, the, the natural enzymes in the fish that all that's going to start to come out in the, in the meat, you're going to get a totally different flavor. And I never even thought, and I'm, I'm sorry, maybe, Somebody told me before, but I never even thought about bleeding a calico bass or bleeding a rockfish. That yeah. until right now, I never even thought that was a thing. I did. I Bleed just them lay them up and eat them. Yeah, but that's how we were raised. Pretty much, it's not a bad thing. It's just the way it was. But then you're saying four parts. Go over it one more time because I was just trying to keep up, and I know a lot of my viewers are going, "Okay." Can you do it at one more time? Explain this whole thing one more time because we're all, I know there's a lot of people in my membership because this is going to go out on my, uh, in my, uh, on my app as soon as we're done going live. So there's 4,000 plus people just on your saltwater guide, the app that are going to be dying to learn about this. Yeah. So, uh, you can actually go to our website, afco.com. We've got videos on every single part of EKG main. But uh, yeah, so so step one is brain spike. Step two is bleeding. Hold step on. You're gonna, so we're going to brain spike a calico bass or a rockfish? Everything. Okay. All right. Yep. See? Yep. That's Everything. why I'm going back over this because I missed that the first time. Yeah. So when it, when it comes out of the water, it's suffocating. So you want to stop that suffocation. So that's where the brain spike comes into play. Uh, 
Step two is, is bleeding, right? So get all get all that bacteria out of the fish, get all that blood out of the meat, get just get rid of all that blood. Uh, step three is gonna be the circuit breaker, the actual wire. And then step four is the ice bath. Put them in that white bag that you talk about. They want to get out of that water and get into that white bag. Yeah, because the water is way too hot. <laughs> it's too hot. So get them in, get them in there, and that's going to cool them down. And uh, yeah, so it's it's really simple. And there you see the picture on the screen. There, it's just a beautiful product that you get when you're all done. And uh, real quick, Elliot, I, I know I'm throwing you a curveball real fast, but since we're talking about that white bag, and I had so much going on yesterday, let's throw this a little bit of something up there about that deckhand bag. I, I had the opportunity. I don't know if you've seen these bags yet, and I'm not trying to compete with AFCO. I don't even know if you guys make a kill bag or not. But uh, Dave over there at deckhand bags, this bag is incredible, Robbie. This thing is so unbelievable. Does AFCO make a bag? We do. Okay, I'm sorry then. That's fine. <laughs> I haven't got to see your bag yet, but they gave me one of these bags to take on the War Heroes on Water trip, and this thing was incredible. I'm not trying to step on your toes or anything. You probably have a phenomenal bag also, but this bag was pretty incredible. They're our Thursday sponsor, and I didn't do the show yesterday because I was so busy showing Mike Lewis and his wife Jamie Cabo. I lost track of time, and I had to edit 38 videos before today too, or Elliot would have killed me, so... There you go, Dave. There's your deckhand bag. You grab that QR code right there, gang. You're going to save 15% on the bags. And I'm telling you, these bags are insane. The way that he's designed these to fit on your boat, leak-proof, it's an incredible machine. It's an incredible machine to give it that ice bath, the fourth procedure. Pretty unbelievable. Grab the QR code, guys. Help me out. Grab the QR code, and we'll get back into this with Robbie. So... The last thing I want to do is step on the toes of AFCO. I'm very, very, very honored to have you with me on the show. Something that blew my mind when we were at the um, the uh, dinner for Bill Shedd, who I respect the man tremendously. He was nice enough to give me an interview for my website about 10 years ago. Him and I sat down and he told me the history of his father and how they started SeaWorld and everything. Mm-hmm. And I came up and you had the wheel and you guys were selling tickets and you told me, and what did you say? Love your show. Love my show. I was blown away. I couldn't even believe that Robin Gant was watching the most controversial person in the sport fishing industry <laughs> show. There's, and I was like, oh my gosh. I went back. I was driving that night home and I called my producer, Ellie, and I went, you won't even believe it. Robbie Gant listens to my show. I'm sorry. I was, it meant a lot to me, man. That's cool. It, it meant a lot to me because like I said, before we started the show, I respect you a ton. And I know that I'm a super controversial person and a lot of the industry likes to not get, don't, don't touch him, boy. He's like, he's like <laughs> lava. He'll burn your hands. But I don't, I don't, I support the industry. Like you can't even believe it. The industry knows and the industry calls me. And then this, right here that Elliot just put up on our screen, CCA, California, you and I are super involved. You're way more involved than I, I am, but I live in Cabo. So, so what do you got going on over there? Because I know what you got going on, but let's tell everybody and how important it is. And let's promote a little bit of CCA, California, because I don't want kids to not be able to fish. Yeah. So CCA, you know, Coastal Conservation Association um, is designed to basically make sure we have a future in this sport. Um, it's 
near and dear to my heart because I make a living, uh, you know, fishing. And if fishing goes away, that that hurts me personally. That hurts my family. And uh, and I and I enjoy fishing so much. I want to make sure that you know my kids and their kids and their friends and everybody that that wants to go fishing can go fishing. So CCA is the ultimate organization. It's a nationwide organization. Um, I've been uh, with them now for seven or eight years, uh, doing everything and anything I could possibly do to. Um, to increase membership, to generate revenue, uh, just to make sure we have enough money in the kitty to where when these fights come up from the politicians that we can go get them. And, and all of that stuff takes an awful lot of money to do. Um, whether it would be like lead band or the, the sardine they wanted to get, you know, they, want, they didn't want us to harvest sardine anymore, right? So our bait supply would be gone. Uh, we just got the 365-day fishing license approved. So if you bought your license in July, it's not only good for a couple months, it's good for an entire year from the date of purchase. Um, but it's just a great organization. I, I ran the Orange County chapter for a couple of years, which was, uh, which was a lot of fun. And uh, I recently, this past year, I stepped down as the Orange County chapter president, handed that over to Luke Burson. And he's got that going full speed. And then I took on the Southern LA chapter. They needed to get that one kind of up and running. Uh, so I, I don't live there, but I know a lot of people there. So I, I jumped in and and just cr helped creating the board and and uh, getting membership out there. So I got the tackle stores and I got the, you know, all the guys at 22nd Street Landing are all on board now. And and it's just a, 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 growing, a growing chapter. You know, it's gonna take a couple of years to get it rolling. But uh, ultimately, you know, my job is to uh, to sell memberships and uh, I put on uh, some sort of a, an event each year. Uh, the L.A. chapter's done barbecues. Uh, tomorrow I'll be at Top Golf in Ontario to support the Inland Empire chapter. Uh, so they've got a, a really cool event going on at Top Golf. If you guys haven't played Top Golf, it's a, it's a lot of fun. You don't have to be a golfer. And, and they've, they've, they've really made it a lot of fun. I've taken my kids a couple of times. They don't golf. We have a blast. So that's tomorrow. Uh, top golf in, in Ontario. I think it's from like five to nine. It's a hundred bucks to go. And that'll include everything. And they're going to have tons of prizes from, you know, Okuma to AFCO to everybody, you know, that donates and they'll have raffles and, and all that fun stuff. Um, so I think there's only a couple spots left. So if anybody's listening to this now, they want to they want to go jump on you know ccacalifornia.org and uh, and and make your reservation. Um, so I'll be there tomorrow. A lot of fun. And then the other one I wanted to pump up is I, I believe it's October 27th. Yeah, there it is. Uh, the my old chapter, the Orange County chapter. This will be their third year of doing uh, a golf tournament. And again, you don't have to be a golfer. This is a, this is a best ball type of a, of a deal. So you got your foursome, whoever hits it the best, you, everybody drops their ball where that guy hit his and you hit from there. And, and uh, it's, it's super, super fun. Uh, each hole has a, has a theme to it of some sort games or what have you. Um, it's just a lot of fun. And they put on a really cool, uh, uh, like barbecue or something like that after. So when you're done golfing that, you know, they'll, they'll have the big dog and pony show at the end of the, at the end of the golf day, um, which is, uh, which is a lot of fun. And actually I, I got to throw a, uh, one heck of a party for your dad, which I'm 
uh, I'm so like honored that I got to do that. Um, that was so, it was so awesome. That was so much fun. That was such a great day. Yeah, it was tough because my boss made me stay in Florida. I, I start crying right now. That was a rough day. That was a rough time for me. But thank you so much for taking such good care of him because he, if anybody deserved that, he did. Heck my yeah, gosh. no question, man. He fight, fought so hard right till the end for us so that we yep. can fish. He's done. He was done. He didn't need to do anything. He didn't need to do anything the last 20 years of his life. He was done, but he stayed right in the middle of it. Yeah. Deep yeah. in the middle of it. It's like Bill Shedd. You know, he, he's basically, you know, doesn't need to be here at AFCO. He's got his boys and everybody running the organization, but he, he, he probably works more now than he did before. And it's all conservation stuff. I mean, it's amazing. You know, it's, it's people like your dad and like Bill that, you know, really get, you know, get my juices flowing. It, it really gives us an opportunity to have a future, right? I mean, it, it's tough. Yeah, because you, as you know, and my dad and Bill both know, they're coming after us like full speed as fast as they can. I have no idea. I talk about it on the show all the time. I have no idea why recreational fishing is such a hot button in, in California. It just blows my mind. We do absolutely nothing to the resource. We have 0, 0.000 effect on the resource. You and me, we're pretty good fishermen, yeah. but I guarantee you we have no, no, we don't affect the population of the calico bass by any, you yeah. don't for sure. Cause you don't kill them. And I do, but I'm only allowed <laughs> five of them, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So to think that we're the problem is probably the most unbelievable disinformation out there. And then that that's why CCA is such an important thing. And I, hopefully I get, well, I know he will. Elliot will put the QR code back up there, gang. Everything we're talking about and everything, it takes money. Bottom line, we're not begging for your money, but this money, it takes money to fight this. It's an amazing animal, Robbie. You're on the inside. You see the animal is very, very hungry, and it wants to eat all of our fishing spots and everything. As soon as they find out we're catching something, just like now, th th there's a huge push to close that halibut fishing up there in San Francisco mm -hmm. and a huge to close it in the corner or the uh, Channel Islands because what in – I've been doing this for 48 years. You've been doing this for 30 something years. First time we've early had where you can really just go and focus on catching a halibut. And now they want to take it away because they found out that we're catching them. Yeah. <laughs> so gang, we're not begging you for your money. We're just, you might, even if you don't like to fish, you'd love to listen to the podcast. Cause I'm like a NASCAR race and you're waiting for the crash. I understand. But someone in your family may want to go fishing one of your grandkids one of your nieces or nephews and if we don't fight this the number one thing they want to do is make sure that we don't go fishing period no science this rockfish thing robbie most oh. craziest thing you've ever seen crazy i had to change everything about how i've fished that war heroes on water for six years in a row we usually run over to clemeni catch yep. our rockfish Get that out of the way, yep. get our rockfish, then we go catch our calicos, then we go tuna fishing, then we go catch exotics and stuff. Let's get the guys, let's get all their fish. This year, totally backwards. The very last fish I fished for was rockfish because now- Death restriction. Once you put, well, once you put the redfish on the boat, you can't fish anymore. Yeah. So if I went and caught them first thing 
then we just go back to Avalon and go sit at the Chichi Club. And I, you know me, I haven't had a drink in 35 years. That sounds really boring to me. So we had to do it all backwards. It was just the most backwards. And I can't even, I feel really bad for the sport boat guys. And, and they're just making it so they can't fish. And then along comes $7 a gallon diesel on top of this closure. And then it closed the lobster everywhere you look. They want to close something else. So CCA is so important. So, so important. If you got some, if you got any type of idea that going fishing in the next 10 or 15 years, you should get involved in CCA. And if you're standing on the corner, bitching and complaining because of all these closures, but if you're not involved, if you're not a member like Robbie and I were lifetime members, my whole family is lifetime members because it matters. It absolutely matters. It has nothing to do with fish, gang. Really, to be perfectly honest, it's got to do with control. They're trying to make sure that we understand that as citizens of California, we really have no no right to fish in our ocean anymore. It's pretty sad. Yeah. It's... I know you got to be careful what you say, but I'll say it. <laughs> Robbie didn't say any of this, but it is so sad what's going on, gang. Like Robbie said, a lot of you don't even understand. They want our bait. They want our bait. What? Yeah, they want our bait. Like my dad used to say, bait boat goes out and catches a bait. 90% of the bait they catch goes back in the water alive because we use it for chum. Yep. And then the other parts of it we're using to catch fish with. And those fish got to eat anyway. They're going to eat. We're going to take them home and eat them. But you, can, a lot of people don't even understand they're coming after our bait. They're coming after our rockfish, they're coming after our water, they're coming after everything. And they don't want to talk about the real problems like the California sea lion. But uh, yeah, so get involved with CCA. You got anything else to add about CCA, Robbie? Yeah, just, uh, you know, I think you covered it all, but yeah, join. You know, you'll get you know, Tide Magazine, you, you'll get your money out of it, right? And like free goods and stuff. And there's a lot of privileges that you get if you become like a life member. Uh, you get to go to some of these events like tomorrow or the golf event and pay, a, you know, a reduced price. Um, you know, we do a package at like the Fred Hall show or the PCS show uh, where you get, you know, for it's a thousand bucks to become a life member. But we're going to give you basically a thousand bucks back in goods, you know, Costa sunglasses or Daiwa bags and Shimano reels. I mean, it's it's pretty, pretty awesome what you get in return. Um but yeah, but all that money that, you know, in this organization, the money that is generated in California stays in California. It does not go back to the headquarters in Texas. So a lot of these organizations, when money is raised, it goes back to the headquarters and the headquarters decides where that money needs to go. So your membership dollar, yes, some of that does go to national, but anything outside of that, so all the raffle tickets that you buy, all these events that we put on, all of that money that's generated all stays right here in California to, to fight the fight. That is, and, and we need it. We need it. Some good information. Cause I know there's a lot of skeptics out there. Oh, here they are begging for money again. Yeah. We just want to keep fishing open. Like Robbie said, it's our livelihood. We would both. Well, first of all, I'd have to go back to work. Robbie would have to find a different profession. We don't want that to happen. Help me and Robbie out. If you don't yeah. think anybody else, help the two of us out so we That's don't right. have to go get real jobs. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is for sure. That is oh for my sure. Gosh. I couldn't imagine not being able to work in the fishing industry. 
no, it's my life. You know, I mean, I, that's all I, that's all I do. It's, uh, it's, and it's all I want to do. Right. right. But I, we, but we make a, we make a good living. Right. You know, and, and it's, it has its parts of being a grind, but, but we're, we're good at this, right. This is what we're put on this earth to do is to, to educate what, me anyways. And like now I, I get more of a kick on just education, taking people fishing, showing them how to do stuff. Um, you know, I took one out of your book from, you know, I got my captain's license a couple of years ago and, and I jump on people's boats every now and then I don't promote it, just friends of friends, whatever, but just want to make sure I'm licensed. And I go out and, you know, show them how to catch fish, you know, show them how to tie knots, you know, just nice. like the and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, yeah, and, it is. And when you run a boat, like you're probably the same. I don't care to catch fish anymore. I want to be the guy behind the wheel that makes the decisions on going left or going right. And then making sure that the people on the deck are catching, right. I get way more uh, just thrill out of that than, than point. I could care less to catch another tuna fish in my oh. life. I've caught plenty, but just to see the joy on people's face to catch their, their first one. Um, I was on a, on a trip, quick story two weeks ago. Um, uh, a buddy of mine, Daryl Shaw, he's got a 72 Viking and he asked me to go out and he's got his big construction company that he, that he operates. And I'm going to get that boat into war heroes next year. Oh, uh, good, 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 good. We need, uh, we had all these guys and they're all from Vegas and, and we caught some tunas and I, I, and I, you know, they're just jacked out of their goals, you know, catching these fish from Las Vegas by reach. Then I grabbed that heart out and I handed it to the guy and <laughs> made him take a bite. And it was just so cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that is a good, yeah. When you see the smile on their face, it just lights up your heart. You're like, yeah, yeah. I did it. I changed this human being's life. They have a way better, different respect for the ocean now and fish as fishermen. We have way more respect for the fish than you could even imagine oh, those yeah, of you that are sure. watching from the outside, because like Robbie and I keep saying, it's our livelihood. We care more about the ocean than all the enviros put together. Way yep. more, way more, because we actually know what we're, we're out there. We see what's going on in the ocean. We know these people that are shutting this stuff down, 90% of them have never even been on the water. They have no idea. They saw something in a Instagram yeah. ad or something. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. Well, talking about being in the wheel, I'm not trying to brag or anything. I'm just telling you when I ran this last trip, War Heroes on Water and we got those white sea bass. That was so cool. I told my war heroes, I said, this is like Willy Wonka's golden ticket. We caught fish that have never been caught in the tournament before. And, uh, uh, you know, Lasley tried the last, uh, not this last year, the year before. I know he went up to Santa Cruz. He went all the way up to Santa Cruz because he wanted to get that first one. And they, <laughs> they struck out. Oh my gosh. It was so spectacular to be the guy that got it. I'll tell you, I hadn't been, I hadn't even fished in California since last year's war heroes. So I just took out my bo old book and went to my old spot and there it is gang right there. Thank you, Elliot. Right there. My guys. Oh my gosh. Jason, Jason, Michael. And, uh, um, when, when Michael, <clears throat> got that yellowtail. We thought that was the greatest thing in the world. We thought, oh my gosh, we got a yellowtail. I don't think anybody else has got a yellowtail. And then all of a sudden we started hanging these sea bass. And 
I couldn't even believe it. I was like, you got to be kidding me. When I gaffed that first sea bass, I, uh, I was just like, you got to be kidding me, guys. I put it on the, over the rail and I started to cry. I, I, cause this whole tournament means so much to me and everything about it means so much to me just to be able to, to hook up with the guys and go fishing with them and do all the cool things that we get to do. And then to, to actually catch sea bass in the tournament was just incredible. Just absolutely incredible experience to watch their faces and then to see them get to go up on stage and get a trophy and be a part of the whole thing. It, uh, I'll tell you, there was nothing like it. There's nothing like it. It's just the most incredible experience. If you have a boat, you want to donate your boat and be a part of this tournament gang because it's a life-changing event we we these guys don't understand they think we're saving their lives they're saving my life you don't understand i came from a very dark spot at one time in my life and when i come and get together with these guys i find out all the garbage i was worried about doesn't even matter oh so yeah it's, it's cool at the event getting the having yeah, your guys on your boat the white the sea bass trophy And there's the yellowtail trophy. It's just, oh, I just, you can't even put, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy event. I'm so sorry that you weren't able to make it. I know. If, okay, listen, if you hear that you're going to be on the boat with Robbie next year, you might want to make other plans to go do something else. <laughs> Two years in a row, Robbie's been on boats that broke down. Pretty yeah. unreal. Pretty unreal. Ugh. And I know how much it means to you to be a part of it. I know how much it sucked to not be a part of it because we talked right before it. And I'm uh, crazy. Yeah, that was my that was my final hurrah, you know, with being as busy as I am with, you know, family and kids. You know, I have to schedule my fishing trips way out in advance. And uh, you know, I've got I'm blessed to know a couple of people from the tuna club. So I get to fish a couple of those events and I do the masters, but the last one, which is the best one, which is war heroes. Right. I look forward to fishing that every year. And that was, uh, you know, super unfortunate that, uh, that we didn't get to participate, but at the end of the day, Rod pulls strings and, and, and the most important part is to make sure that the guys got boats to go on. And, uh, and they certainly did. Other guys stepped up and had another veteran jump on their boat. You know, may have been a little overloaded, but they still went out and had a good time. And and it's uh, it's cool. But to your point, they need more boats. You know, so everybody out there listening. Uh, yeah, we, uh, definitely, we need more boats. We need more volunteers. We need more. Uh, at the end of the day, this whole thing comes together because of all of you donating. We need more to be perfectly honest, we need more money. We need more money to make it happen. It's a, it's a, it's a big time event, but it's all about the donations and donating to this makes you feel really, really good inside. Makes you feel really good to be at the parade. How cool is the parade as we drive through Newport Harbor, Robbie, and the, the vets get to see all the love from all the people that live in California and standing there on the bridges and on their own little boats, waving the flag doing all the cool things. It's pretty spectacular, right? Oh, it, yeah, it's, it's amazing. You know, and every boat, 
you know, gets all dolled up. They got all the, you know, you got all the war heroes signs and you got your American flags flying and you got the different branches that these guys are in. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, everyone's just blaring music. It, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. And then to see Thomas and Jared on stage getting the award for the sea bass and the yellowtail. I mean, Thomas, you had so much fun laughing, joking, having a good time. And then Jared, my gosh, big gnarly ass biker dude, just gnarly smile ear to ear. I made him laugh so hard for three days. It was just incredible. And then when I gaffed that sea bass, I told him, you're going up on the, you're going up podium, baby. There's nobody's ever got a white sea bass in this thing. Yeah. Nobody. So awesome. Yep. All three of my guys, Jared, Thomas, and uh, Jason, just, I, they kept thanking me, telling me, and they don't understand. I'm here because of what they did. I did yeah. nothing to be here. I'm just a lucky man. I just show up every day, go fishing, have fun, but I didn't do anything. Jason, Jared, and uh, Thomas, man, it's just, Thank you so much for everything you've done to make sure that I get to go fishing for a living. That's crazy, crazy, crazy. There we go. That's, there we are, war heroes, sheephead. When these fish are born, they all are born girls. And then when they get to a certain age, they need another boy in the area. One will metamorphosize into a little boy. This is a male sheephead. You can tell he's a male by the black head, the white chin, the pink side, and then the black tail. That's a male sheep's head, a California sheep's head. I know it's not a sheep head like you guys get in Florida, but it's a sheep's head nonetheless. It is what it is. I can't change the name just because you don't like it in what Florida. It like? is what it is. Females are all pink with a white chin. <laughs> you, edit, you edited it perfect, Elliot, just in time. We, we would have broke the internet right there if they got to hear the end of that one. Gang, Robbie, thank you for being on here. If you guys have any burning questions, you want to throw a question up there, you can throw a question up. Robbie or myself will try to answer it for you. We got a few minutes left. I told Robbie we'd take an hour of his time. I'm going to run over probably a couple minutes because I want to talk about this lobster thing. Gang, today's opening day of lobster season. Big deal. It's a big, big deal. I love hoop netting. My wife's got the largest lobster ever caught in California. I know you caught way bigger, but you forgot to tell anybody. She turned hers into the aquarium at Long Beach. We talk about it every year. 18 and three quarter pounds caught in a hoop net in Long Beach Harbor. Pretty amazing accomplishment. The thing I love about lobster fishing gang is when you throw, pull that hoop net up, you have no idea what's going to be in it. You could, could be full of water. Could be full of lobsters, could have a moray eel, could have a sand bass, could have a stingray, could have anything. You have no idea. I've caught sharks in them. I've caught starfish. I've caught so many different things. So you don't know what's going to come up in the hoop net. If you're scared, you don't know how to do it. You're like, I don't know, going out on my boat at night and trying to do it. I have a guide down in San Diego, Pablo. He's very, very good. Very, very good. You can read all about him on our website, yoursaltwaterguide.com, and the community is on there answering questions all the time. He's willing to go with you on your boat, teach you how to do it, or you can go with him on his boat. You can get a hold of Pablo at fernandezcharters.com. Then we got Justin up there in the Long Beach, Orange County area. Elliot got to find out how magical Justin is the other day. We went fishing on Justin's boat. Elliot caught his first fish, his second fish, and his 11th fish. All 
in like less than an hour, we fished the oil rigs up there, Robbie. It was full speed calico bass as fast as you could get your line in the water right underneath the sign that says, don't fish here. It was, <laughs> it was insane. You'd think no one had fished there for a very long time. It was every bait. But gang, you want to go do this hoop net thing. Lobsters, I talked to Tommy Gomes yesterday. Lobsters are going off $48 a pound tonight. Opening, or excuse me, in two days on Monday. Opening day of lobster, they're going to be selling. He's going to be selling them for $48 a pound. That's going to come out to almost 60 bucks with tax for one legal size lobster. So think about that. One legal size lobster is worth about 60 bucks. You can go out and catch a couple for your family for dinner. It's incredible. It's so much fun to be out on the water. Right, Robbie? I know you miss it. Yeah, I do. Codfish and then lobster at night. We used to do those trips all the time. It was so much fun. You got to try it, gang. You got to get out there and give it a try. Check out J J uh, Justin or Pablo. They'll be more than happy to go with you on your boat or take you on their boat. They both have boats. You can get a hold of me at 949-374-0786. We'll get you out there somehow, some way. I'll get you on a boat, get you hoop netting. And uh, we're at, can you believe it? We're at the hour. Done. <laughs> that was pretty fast, huh? Good. Every time someone comes on there, I don't know if I'll have anything to talk about for an hour. I go, you'll be shocked. Yeah. It's going to go by just like that with no commercials. No commercials. Robbie, thank you so, so much. Now, my pleasure. Thank you. Now my next, uh, I guess, plateau would be to get Ben on here. Benny Florentino would be so fun to have on here. And then maybe then that would make Matt actually watch the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hit him up. Okay. Let me know. You got my number. Gang, thank you all for watching. Elliot, thanks for producing another phenomenal show. I I can't do this without my good buddy, Elliot. He take, took me to a whole different level in the last three years that I didn't even think was um, anything I could accomplish. Now I'm an influencer, 62 years old. I never would have thought. Thank you, Elliot, for everything you do. Robbie, thanks for giving me a little bit of your time. And everybody that watched the show, listen, we're going to be back on Monday. I'm going to leave you all alone for two days. Turn off the news. They're all lying to you, please. And I'll be back Monday to make you laugh. See ya. Adios. Once in a while, it's fun to go with like just full blown redneck on these fish. This is like high tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun. Sundays at 9:30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.